fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with, talk to. I, I really like them. guys episode nine of the turn two terribles podcast i am jimmy Barr. i am here with the other two terribles josh aaron and chris lynn what is up fellas what's up how's it going jacked up after a good racing weekend not so a, much a busy one it was a busy yeah, race weekend yeah, very busy uh, we had the trucks at irp we had uh, Xfinity and Cup at the Indy Road Course. A lot of crazy stuff went down there. Um, take a look at the playoff picture. We'll we'll talk a little bit more silly season as some as things continue to move around. Um, we also have we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the World of Outlaws this past week weekend. Uh, some real drama there both nights, kinda. Um, I'm sure we'll get into a debate about track safety. Um, and we'll we'll take a look at some of this other stuff and, and a new segment. We don't know what it's going to be called yet. We need your help to tell us what we should call it. But we're going to do it. We're going to do a new segment. So uh, let's get into it. Let's get in the trucks at IRP. Uh, their return, I don't remember the last time that they've been there. It's been a long time. Um, but uh, from what it seemed like, I didn't get to see in the race. I know you guys both watched it. Um, the racing was great. Uh, big hit. What are your takeaways from it? I think Kennedy should go back. To start yep. with. 
lead off with that. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. It's go my ahead. favorite truck race of the year so far. I I love IRP. I think IRP is just such a cool, different track. It's something that they don't really get anywhere else. And uh, clearly, a lot of people don't know how to get around there. <laughs> I don't know. The truck series drivers know how to get around some of these places to be, or most places, to be honest. <laughs> Even still, there it wasn't a disaster like some of the races are, like Knoxville last season and other things. It was typical short track stuff until the end. But most of all, it was a strategy, a little bit of strategy. You had to get track position, but it was a fun. It was, it's what that series should be on places like that except for a few special shows i feel like yeah i think um you know me and chris were talking about this during the race but i think it's you know one of the cool things about the new playoff structure how it is you had a grant Enfinger guy no wins made the playoffs and goes out there and wins the first race of the playoffs right um they've just been good and strong all year and they were rewarded for it now they're the number one in the playoffs right now so. how about nascar taking taking the truckster back there and making it the playoff opener that's pretty right uh, that's pretty ballsy but it seemed to be a successful move right i mean if you look at the, the race itself kind of going to that with john hunter had a pole i think really good most of the race um i think the interesting part stage three when time Majeski was kind of gone that sale and started getting run down by granite finger there passes him and he, like, Ty just got so tight. And Hamburger just caught past him and was, was gone there with, like, three to go. And uh, there was some, was that Carson Hotspur decided to uh, just murder a truck? Is that what happened, Josh, in your opinion? Yeah, he, uh, he, yeah, I would say he turned somebody into the outside wall pretty bad. Going into turn one. Um, and that kind of shuffled the deck. Everyone pitted, and it got real spicy there. Um and it kind of sucks. At that point, you thought Infigo was kind of in trouble because he came out like sixth car, eighth, seventh car, somewhere back, and John Hunter stayed out. Um, and then he decided to go be a jerk. Yeah, John John Hunter didn't make any new friends at all. But right after that, uh, who did he put in the wall? Who did he put in the wall? I forget. Uh, oh, uh, Gray. Gray, yeah, right. one of the grays because they yeah, they great they restart, didn't got out, yep, got in front of him. And he just straight hoaxed him, like see ya, bud. And then Zane Smith became everyone's hero by returning yeah. the favor right after that. The very next restart, Zane Smith just pancaked him into the wall. Right, Zane Smith is turning into one of my favorite drivers. Yes. I think he's very drove in there so deep. And I love the post race too. He goes, well, I knew if I raced him clean, he wasn't going to race me clean. So I just drove in there. And <laughs> he decided to race him dirtier than he was going to race me. <laughs> it was great. I mean. John Hunter's got a. This isn't the first time that he's come up in conversations with this before. We we talked about Ty Gibbs in other episodes, and even John Hunter had issues with Ty Gibbs early in the year. He's starting to build that reputation where he's going to move you before he tries to pass you. And if a guy that's was had a decent Cup season last year or other year um, in a KBM truck, he shouldn't have to drive like that. Uh, so it's good but to see if someone decided. To. If you're going right. to, at least own up to it. He wouldn't even own up to right. it. He wouldn't even own up to it. Say, I made a mistake, and he just wrecked me. Like, well, no, you wrecked him. Say, tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Great, great race, though. I think it's a good atmosphere. I think Xfinity should go back there. Kind of gives those that series an identity that week instead of not racing at all or having them on Indy Road Course where they're kind of just there. They could go back to Pocono. They were kind of an afterthought 
even to you and me, Jimmy, they're just, mm-hmm. they're just there and mixed in midday Saturday. Um, give their own their own identity a little bit, and it's kind of a, a step between where those drivers are coming from from Arca or K and N or um, those series. I do think you still need to keep a good mix of type of tracks for the truck series because if you, these are your eventual call-ups, if you will, to like the Cup Series, they need to have experience on road courses, right? short tracks, big tracks, all that. But I do agree. I think they should probably do should primarily 60% be, of the set, right. schedule on shorter tracks. And that makes those big tracks special. Like when you're at Daytona or you're yeah. at a road course or you're on big Atlanta or not so much anymore, but a, a big NASCAR track, Charlotte, they become more key races for that series. It's not just another race that no one watches. I, I think the issue with all that becomes is, you know, you see it when they do go somewhere where the Cup and Xfinity guys aren't there. Is they're limited crew members. They can't do live pit stops because they don't have enough people, uh, stuff like that. So I think that's probably an obstacle that they need to get over. They basically need to hire more crew members or, to be able to do that. Or your races are so short anyway, get rid of the stages and do it back to how Truck Series started, halfway break. Just like they do Dirt Derby at Eldor, I think like that. You just do half the race, give a 10-minute break. You can do anything you want to the car within, like you would do on a pit stop. Send it back out there. No live pit stops that way. Same concept. It's just making it back. It's another half step to the big leagues. Right. That's how yeah. I would do it. Yeah, I could see that. Either way, they have some obstacles there to be able to just to be their full independent series is going to be tough. It's not yep. like, you know, some of these, like ARCA, they can do it, but yep. trucks can't, like, just because they're so connected to the big NASCAR right. teams. So, yeah, I, I, I think it was, it was um, you know, I only saw highlights. You guys actually watched the race, but to me, you know, you just have some people just, it was, it was classic short track racing. It brought it back to the roots of what, the truck series was was which was a lot of short tracks and you know i'm sure they'll go back to north wilkes barrow and and you know maybe some other tracks here because they used to run all of those tracks you know and um i do think that would be a step in the right direction for to get fans in the stands for one but and also but at the same time you know develop these, these drivers as for NASCAR, putting it as as the first playoff race, which I thought that was that was ballsy and that was awesome. Um, Grant Infinger, though, I mean, he sneaky. hasn't really, yeah, sneaky. That's the thing about the playoffs, you know. But I think it's, he has know. the experience, so like he's. It's not like it was a random. This guy's been there. And last mm-hmm. year he had a limited schedule. He's had speed. He's back with his from what they were seeing on the broadcast and everything. He's back with his crew chief he was good with a few years ago and they picked right up um you never know if you figure it out now you could be finding yourself with phoenix in the championship forward that's the kind of guy that could do a ben Rhodes style win like last year which i mean ben Rhodes, obviously i'm a fan of but ben Rhodes replaced second that's sneaky for this race because he ran 10th to 15th almost the majority of the race it was one, I think, stage two. He was in the top five when pit cycle went through. But late in the race, he was 10th through 15th. And then they started just wrecking each other. And he somehow wound up second. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
So going into the going into the next step, where they, I don't think they go to Michigan, do they? I don't think they go to Michigan. Honestly, I don't, I don't know do. honestly. Um, yeah. Oh, they, they do? do. Yep. So that should be. Oh no no no! That's that was Cup Series. <laughs> they might R- go to Michigan. Richmond. Richmond's their next race. So, August thirteenth. So I got a week off. Um, you know, a lot of. You know, playoffs get pretty intense. I don't think that's the last type of chaotic race where people are wrecking each other. You know, I don't think that's the end of you're going to see that for the truck series this year. Nope. Um, Richmond, Martinsville, and Talladega are all still on the schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be nuts. So, good move by NASCAR. Uh, been encouraging to see a good truck race. Um, let's shift into quickly the Xfinity race. AJ Allmendinger won. Not really a big surprise. That uh, that's like his seventh uh, win, I think, on a road course. So he's been, all he's always the favorite, no matter what the series. When it comes to, when it comes to that, so I don't know. Uh, I don't really know anything else that really happened in the race, to be honest. It's yeah, just I, kind I, of. A, I, uh... Wasn't that? Me, yeah, I didn't watch much of it. I had a birthday going on that day, so I, w- I had it on the TV and I kept looking. But um, I mean, if I if we would have done a DraftKings, every one of us would have had Almondinger on there. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, there's nobody picking against him. Um, not really sure. Anything else of note, Chris? You notice anything from that race? I was not even home for that race, but I mean, the Xfinity Series puts a better race on there than most but um i kind of still just there at irp i mean it's good for dinger and colleague and them i think all guy i don't even know honestly the results but sets them up well going into the their playoffs here in a few weeks yeah i uh i guess what uh bowman was second yeah so i'm looking at all was third chastain fourth briscoe fifth i did see something uh, when i was uh Scrolling through Twitter, I guess Chastain got into somebody in the Xfinity race, and they were not very happy. Um, but I mean, surprise—that's just surprise, surprise, you know. <laughs> um, but I think I mean we can talk. I guess bigger picture, Xfinity. Gregson winning Pocono, Ty Gibbs still probably being one of the favorites there. I think you still have to count Almendinger. As far as championship favorites. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think those are your three. Maybe Austin Hill. Maybe I think he's more of a fringe. But I would say the championship and all Allgaier would be the other one. Those, If I was picking the championship four today, it's Gibbs, Gregson, Allgaier, Almondinger. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't see anybody else getting in there unless, like, a Brandon Jones gets a win. Right. That's right. the only other... That's, That's the only other a, person I could see sneak in there. That would be a hell of a championship four, though. And Josh is yeah. Um Can't hear you, Josh. Okay. I was going to say Josh Berry. Yeah. I was going to say he's oh, fifth yeah, in Josh points Berry. right now with two wins already. I mean, they had to go to Martinsville. They do yeah, go to short tracks. They go to Bristol and Martinsville, right? They so. can divide. He can get to those races. I mean, he's showing speed on the big tracks, like, like Josh said last week, but he's still the short track ace. So. Yeah, I would throw, but I, th- I think 
those five, I mean, it's going to be four of them fighting for a spot, I think, out of those five, really. I, I, I think it's clear-cut, though. Gibbs versus Gregson. I, I don't... They're just Phoenix the most... Co- yeah, they're just the most consistent every week, no matter what, and they have probably the two best cars in the field, and they are out to prove something. They're trying to get that, those cup rides, you know what I mean? So I mean, not that anybody else isn't, but... Say, uh, by the time we get to Phoenix, they're both going to have cup rides announced. The four uh, that you, you guys named off are separated by three playoff points. All four of them. Wow. wow. I think Allgaier is going to be my seminal pick because how many times has he been there? Almost had it. It'd be this so is probably cool. the most consistent he's been in his career. Right, and he's he's not looking for a cup ride, per se. I don't think. He's just kind of there, and that'd be kind of cool for him. To get that win, but I mean, they all, whoever he does is gonna probably deserve it, unless some of these wild cards get in there and spice it up. I'd like to see either Dinger or Allgaier get it because I mean, I think it pretty much goes without saying that Gibbs and Gregson are gone, aren't running right. Xfinity next year, so you know, at least it'll keep the championship in Xfinity or at full time. They're not gonna be running it next year. Can you imagine AJ Allmendinger if he wins the freaking championship? That's kind of burn it down. That's somebody I'm really pulling for because he's a guy that came in as really just kind of a road course guy, really developed into a good oval racer. I mean, he's really, he's really done a good job. He's in, and that would love to see Colleague win a a championship off the. Yeah, those guys know how to party. Um, (laughs) and, and just kind of some affirmation for for aj Allmendinger, you know what i mean he's not you know yeah his strong points are the road courses but he's really a guy kind of like somebody like juan pablo you know who really developed into a good oval racer you know what i mean coming from a road course background it'd be cool too for him and colleague is a guy that kind of helped build that program like you said he came in as a road course guy for colleague like he's joining the cup side now (laughs) for him to win it straight out That'd be big, I think, for him. And he's and he's and a, he's top he's top ten every week, no matter where they go. That that shows the strength of the car, but also how good AJ's been doing. And honestly, I think the schedule really sets up well for, you know, the way the playoffs go at the end of the season, for some chaos, for maybe a Gregson and Gibbs to get tied up at a Martinsville, let AJ get in there, or even like a or at Phoenix in the championship four. You know what I mean? I I, I can and I could also. I, it would have to take something, I think, for AJ to beat those two, but he's he'll be right there. He's, he's yeah. the the number one thing is is to create the op. Like you have to be there if the opportunity arises. You know what I mean? I think he'll be there. I think I like him. I like his chances to being there a little bit more than Allgaier's. If I'm them and I'm running third at Phoenix and those two guys are in front of me. I am happy because there's no yeah. way, Pocono, <laughs> there's no way that one ends clean. That's gonna that's gonna be everybody's strategy is just run third behind Gregson and Gibbs, and wait till it happens, and then just r- drive around them. Jeremy, in the chat, pointed out exactly what I was touching on. All guy was mm-hmm. really good at Phoenix, kind of like Harvick was years ago. Like it's kind of his kind of his spot if his crew doesn't jack him up. So I mean, that's the wild card there. Shout out to Jeremy Zarfos. Thank you for commenting and and giving us your input there. Yeah, Al Geyer, he's 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 strong at Phoenix. I just 
you know, I just think Gregson has a stronger car right now. Right now. That should work. Right now. Right now. Yeah. We'll see where that goes. Um, quick thoughts on potentially Xfinity going to IRP. I think they should. I think it'd be a great race. I just, you're going to hate this next response, but it also leads to getting cut back on the oval at Indy. And I'm also one that doesn't want in Xfinity on the oval at Indy because I think that should be held to the highest tiers. Yep, I agree. So put cut back on the oval, put Xfinity again, make them, they'd be the marquee event across town that Saturday night. Um, I think that'd be cool. We have a marquee event over there for the trucks, Xfinity leading into the big race. You still could even do, I don't know if, I don't know how easy it is from the switch from road course to oval to do IndyCar there still. That would be just a massive weekend for Indy. If you could have IndyCar on the road course, say Saturday during the day, and then oval up, too. I don't know. I don't know how hard it is for them. I know like Daytona or whatever. It takes forever from the flip it around. But I don't know if Indy's that same way. I I think you would have to do the oval last. But I mean, they had right, IndyCar right. there on right. Saturday. That's so. what I'm talking. It's like you yeah. would do the way. If I had a perfect scheduling weekend, you had the same weekend. You have trucks Xfinity RP trucks race Friday night like they did. Xfinity races Saturday night. You have IndyCar do their race Saturday afternoon on the road course, flip it around for cup practice and qualifying Saturday afternoon. After the, mm. Indi- like, I don't know how you would do it. Like, I, I think you would have to do cup. I think you would have to switch it over to oval Sunday morning. There are some things that you got to get day. off the track. I, I think they can do it though. I, I, I would, I would like to personally see a double header. Like I would like to see, you know, two hundred miles on. Or like a hundred miles on the hundred fifty miles on the road course, or a hundred miles on the road course, and then like a two hundred mile race on the oval. I think that would be pretty cool. Cup? Yeah, no one. I thinks. think doing both in the weekend. No, that's no. We need the Brickyard Four Hundred back for this Crown Jewel event because it matters to the drivers and me. And I'm from Indiana. <laughs> I don't think it matters that. I don't think it matters that much to the new wave of drivers. I really I mean, don't think it matters. Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe said it himself it's not, not the same when he won the road course versus the oval. Sure. It's a whole different feel. I think it's too good of a road course to not run at. I'm not saying don't run it at all. I'm saying it's bring the Brickyard 400 back. Sure. And however sure. you have to do that, I think that a perfect weekend would be for, for my side, Xfinity to IRP Cup on the oval just for the, the the mystique of it and the history and the legendaryness of the facility itself. I know Penske has opened up the idea of alternating years, which I'd be fine with. I think that makes that race even bigger than yep. if you only have a Brickyard 400 every other year, that'll make it even bigger. I like I that idea. That's my favorite I idea. Have, just I don't have an it. argument against it. But I, I agree. I mean, 100%. Xfinity should be an RP. Yeah, I think 100%. So. I think it'd just be a great race. I just think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. That's that was my thought. I think it'd be a great race. Uh, the only thing is with the Xfinity, and like it goes back to what the trucks are. You know, they got to find their lane here. Like, if they've kind of really developed it to be like a come up system. Mm-hmm. Well, if you really want them to cup, be ready for cup, you got to really run Xfinity at a lot of the same tracks. But so, not all of the same tracks. There should be certain. No, events. but it's. Probably most of them, like they do now. Trucks, I think you could do a little more half and half. I think they use Xfinity as a little bit of a, and and trucks to that extent as a testing ground, 
you know, they go to some of these other tracks that maybe couple eventually go to. You know, they did it right. with uh, Road America, right? They they ran out of Road America first before they went there. But that's what I was gonna say would be perfect for like you love Rockingham, mm-hmm. and I, I know the trucks went there ten years ago now, and it didn't go well. But that was ten years ago, and the way you see like North Wilkesboro coming back. You want these places to come back, you got to start with the trucks or, or things like that. Yeah, yeah. Even trucks, if it's I think. not both IRP, maybe, maybe Xfinity goes to Rockingham or something like that to just spice it up and get that attention in there. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, I don't know how far Rockingham is from Charlotte, but that, I mean, it's pretty like close. Kind of far, but yeah. it's put them down there on like Roval weekend or 600 weekend or something crazy like that to kind of really bring the whole energy to the area. I agree. I, I, th- I think those got to be one-offs, though. You can only do that in Xfinity, I think, maybe two, three times a year. Right. I'm really... not saying all of them. Yeah. Just like, that just, boom. Like, that, and that helps the whole town. Like, look at Indy and how the energy around Indianapolis all weekend, just because you had racing everywhere. And even tonight, the racing back at IRP with, what? Yeah. Pavement. Like, just... I was, I was going to comment on that because... And maybe it's just because they have a 200,000-seat capacity. It definitely And is. it was a road course. But I did not feel any energy from the crowd all weekend at Indy. No. None. Not on TV. Felt zero energy. If not... you were to watch, except for the IRP race, because they were right, going nuts right. at IRP. But, right. yeah, at the Indy, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, And, and, and like I said, it's a big track. You know, a lot of the fans are scattered about, but... I guess my question. Other is road be, courses like Watkins Glen, you feel a lot of energy. You know what I mean? So Watkins Glen are all packed right in that. No. For a lot, like that grandstand is packed. It's smaller right there, so there's a lot. Not of people even, not even it. just there. Even in the infield, you feel oh, it. No. I don't know. Just the way, and maybe it's just the way TV brings it off. But and that's what I was gonna say. If Josh would have to be the one, because like Pocono, we felt the energy. You could hear it over the cars. I don't know. Did that come across on TV last weekend? Yeah, yeah that yeah. place was packed, packed. Um. But, I mean, that's been the problem with Indy anyway. They have so many seats, it just looks barren and spread out, and it's kind of hard to create energy, even on the oval. Which is, what, which was the big problem. I mean, a lot of people that were talking about going back to the oval, I was looking on Twitter, and they're like, they're showing these, showing these pictures of huge pile-up wrecks over stupid shit, empty grandstands, boring-ass racing. It's the same complaints that people have about the road course. You're going to have the same shit on the, on the right. oval. So... Ooh. I think that's why it's best to alternate them every year, but sure. But I yeah, I can concede that. I'm thinking from the from the drivers, like interesting, like Denny Hamlin never won the Brickyard 400. That's the only crown jewel that he's never won, and he's as it sits now will never will. If it's not even a race anymore, is it really a crown jewel? Right, but the point is, if everyone talks about that when it was a crown jewel, and he's one of the races that he's wanted to win, but he'll never get a chance to. That's kind of unfortunate. You can't get the four crown thing like Gordon and Johnson and Earnhardt. Like, I just I don't think it's as big of a deal as I just I just don't I don't think it's a, that big of a deal. I mean, he probably have a championship, but he's not going to get that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let let's let, let's go into Cup then. Uh, the Indy Road Course. I thought the racing was pretty decent. It got a little dirty at the end. Um, the end. There's... What about the beginning? The beginning was, well, I'll give them a little bit of the benefit of that. The beginning was, the track was like 20 degrees warmer than it was the day before. Didn't have a lot of practice on it. These guys were all over the place. And honestly, I mean, 
that helps comers and goers. There's a little bit of chaos, but you're going to have that on road courses. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I thought it was a decent race. Tyler Reddick, on the pole, basically dominated most of the day. Ends up winning. He earned it. <laughs> he definitely earned it. Um, just went out there and, you know, really had to hold off a lot of late race restarts, a lot of right. late race chaos. Um, the big thing was, well, let's go through a couple of these wrecks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning, so you had Hamlin go off track. You had Chastain get into a bunch of people. Shocker. I think he, um, he pretty sure, yeah, turn one, lap one, pretty sure he turned it. Pretty sure it was him that turned to 31. Yeah. Drove it in there. And just these guys going to turn one, I get track position matters. And this is going to lead into a lot of crash you're ready to bring up. How do you think on lap one, turn one, six wide, five wide, four wide is the, the answer? Because that's It doesn't make any sense. That's dumb. At all. And that's one of the reasons why I don't know. I don't like it. Like, these guys are smarter than this. You don't see it at Watkins Glen. And, and, and. Not yet. Nah, I, I was going to say, you see that Watkins Glen. You've seen the You see them go there, but they. I don't know. Maybe the banking matters more, so they don't. It's not as wide as Watkins Glen, so maybe you don't see six wide, but you see them go three, four wide in the turn one on restarts right. no, all I mean, the time. Yeah. Not the whole field, though. <laughs> I think they said, I mean, at one of the restarts at the end, they brought, I mean, they said it right that, you know, these drivers just don't have any respect for each other at all. No, and they're trying, I think some of the older drivers are trying to lean on other drivers, like like you could back in the day. You could lean on them, you know, rub a little bit, lean on them, get through the corner, race hard. But these, some of these younger drivers are just taking, leaning on them to a whole new level. They're just taking them out. They're taking that, get the hell out of the road. <laughs> the, the worst offender of the day, by far, Joey Logano. Okay, I was worried who you were gonna say, but that on the Joey inside, Logano, he, he six yeah. wide in the yeah. inside. He wasn't gonna ever make that corner. He was like a whole lane underneath where the curb was, and had to turn back in and caused a and major shitstorm. And I think and after never, that, it was yeah. after that one was when all the Everyone other restarts got nuts. And I think because the people were, it was hot. People were pissed. It was a long race. They were having a hard enough time getting the cars to, to you know, it just all it took. It was just the, that was the. The first domino to fall, and then the rest of the race just turned into beating and yeah. banging all over the place. Hundred percent agree. I was worried who you were going to say there because you could have went with, but, but I, I, I no, you could have went with a lot of people. I, I know who he with wanted a lot of to go with, but he's saving him. He's no. taking him to the cross next. Who Chastain? Yeah. <laughs> Not. I, I mean, he's just doing Ross things now. At this point, like I said, he did it in the Xfinity race. Apparently, I didn't see it, so I'll hold judgment. But. This is what you expect from Ross at this point, and it's unfortunate, you know, but it is what it is with him. <laughs> His, uh, so at the end of the race, the last restart, he just clears. He pulls now, it. if he would pulled this one off, that would have been bad. A lot of people were asking, like, he, he, he won't get penalized. That's legal. No, it was never legal. They completely said, if you go off the track in any of these five corners, you got to pull off, I think it was like in the turn 12 motorcycle lane or some shit. You got to do a stop and go there and get cleared out into the track. He never stopped. He got penalized. He ended up finishing like 28th. I don't know what he was thinking. I he had, he had to do. Well, he, I was going to say. Because you I, see him on the outside six wide. He goes, well, they're all going to wreck here. So I'm going to go straight smart. really fast as hell and try which to play in. Which is smart, but. At least make it look like you're wrecking. Like, don't just like. 
like Bubba did. Don't just drive Re off. Regardless, regardless, even if you go through there, you have to do your stop and go. Everybody else that did it had to do a stop and go. It's just not right there you have to do the stop and go. You have to do it in, like, turn 12. So he just never did the stop and go because he thought he was fighting for a win. He was going to get away with it, and that's just stupid. Like, how do you not know? <laughs> the, the, the rules are pretty clear. <laughs> Slide out there, Duke's a hazard style, and start fighting Tyler Reddick sideways <laughs> around corners. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could Ross you imagine? Chastain, if he would have, if, if he would have, if he would have did what Briscoe did to Hamlin last year, yep. Ross would be done. No driver in the in the it, it, he would be getting wrecked every week from here on out. There's no way. There's no way. This is as turns like straight sliding. I so I saw a, a clip today. NBC didn't catch it, but the last restart at the Xfinity race, somebody did that. Somebody did the exact same thing, but they were so far back that that didn't uh, matter. It, NBC never even caught it. But yeah, the car did the exact same thing in the, at the end of the Xfinity race uh, that Chastain did. <laughs> Hamlin did. Hamlin did the same exact thing early in the race, but he did a stop and go. I didn't right. seem to do a stop and go. I didn't think that was a turn one rule. I think you just can't advance your position with the problem. Mm -mm. He just no. Nope. Chastain advanced like twelve. The, the, uh, uh, I wish yeah. I wish I had the video of the, what they had in the drivers' meeting. There was five corners. If you missed any of them, there was one spot in the track where you had to do a stop and go. It wasn't do a stop and go where you missed a missed a corner or anything like that. It was turn twelve. I think it was. You had to do a stop and go there. You didn't. You got penalized. And he ended up getting a 30-second penalty or whatever, and ended up finishing 32nd. He would have been better off doing a stop and go. He probably still would have, the way it was with how many cars were wrecking at the end, he probably would have still finished top 15. Instead, I he lost another would've... 20 positions or 10, he 15 care positions. At that point, at that point I... he's already got two wins. He comes out. He's going for the balls to the wall. He's on TV. We don't look like a madman. Probably made Reddick damn near shit himself. <laughs> He's like, who, who is this guy on here? And almost cost him to win because Cindric was catching back up then. Can you imagine, like, if you, like you said, if he would have wrecked Reddick, holy hell. Yeah, that would have been bad. And then we would really be talking about how much of an idiot Rock Chastain is. That would be, the, you, all that these Ross, all the Ross defenders, you would have no leg to stand that on. Would be, that would well, absolutely be absolutely level right there. <laughs> well, here's the only thing I'm going to say to that, because the, the, probably the next thing we're going to talk about is Kyle Larson. Like, how many races this year has Kyle Larson's car been a weapon just because he completely overdrove it? I don't know. It wasn't brakes. According to Hendrick. Yeah, apparently there was no failure. So that sounds, but like, they showed they, they, the they they showed his telemetry on NBC. He was on the break. If that shit was not slowing down, so something had to definitely be well, wrong there. And he did go. Only, brakes only work if all, your tires are on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was go, going into the corner. He was on the break before he ever was sliding. You know, so I, I don't know what happened there. I really don't. Somebody, I, I saw something where I guess he got in the grass earlier in the race to avoid an accident or something like that. He got, he got, he got hit or something. by Amarola, hit him right in the door. And they're thinking maybe that something got in there and clogged up those fans, the brake fans, or something like that. But Hendrick, it's very weird. They're doing something that they don't want NASCAR to know about. 
something because, because so, they literally said so, take it right to the hauler. Kyle avoided it. Kyle avoided all interviews, and then, and then for Hendrick to say, "Well, Bob Pockers reported it, but Hendrick didn't really come right out and say it." But there's no, you know, well, there's no there. failure, and it's like, why would you even? Just throw why wouldn't you at least like cover that? your driver a little bit? Because they don't want NASCAR looking underneath that car. If there's a failure, NASCAR is going to be like, "Hey, we need, you know, if, we need to make sure this isn't, you these know, a safety these thing." These weren't vendor breaks; these were Hendrick right. breaks. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, they no, got no, it's just... anyway. That's not the way I would have PR'd that if I was them. Yeah, now, they they botched. They better that one. take anything sus that'd be not on that car when they unload at Michigan. Because <laughs> I don't think it was Kyle Larson's decision not to talk to the media. So he, he was definitely they, getting told not to talk to the media. NBC said he declined because he wanted to run back and talk to his crew. Yeah. what happened. That's his PR agent saying, hey, right. don't say anything <laughs> about this. Just avoid the media. Say you, you need look, to go back and talk to the crew. Really stupid. They did you a solid when you looked stupid last time, so you can do them a solid whenever they look <laughs> really stupid. <laughs> but Larson, I don't, I don't think he's – I mean, he's gotten to a couple of wrecks this year. He's definitely not – he's definitely still getting a grasp on this car, but uh, – He's yeah. in precarious situations. The the whole Hendrick side, really Chase Elliott's been the only one, especially lately. To, but even then, I mean, it's he funny was, how the narrative flopped. Beginning of the year was what Bowman was one, Byron one, Larson all four won. Of one, right Chase in a row, Elliot, basically. Chase Elliott was like missing during those, like wasn't around. Yep. And then and now, now I mean, it's just Chase Elliott and everyone yep. else. Just, just Chase Elliott's been the best driver for the past two months, basically. He had a Byron and Byron and Bowman. I mean, I don't. I don't even know if they have a top ten in the last couple of weeks. I mean, Byron it, was there; he got wrecked with Chase Elliott in that other ordeal when the one restart. Those guys are there in the conversation that if we do get three more winners, and somebody has to get bumped out, you're looking at Byron and Bowman possibly because of how Byron, it's poorly. Byron only has one win. Byron and Bowman almost, and Larson—they all only have one win. I'm pretty sure. By, I know Bowman and Larson, yes. Byron won Atlanta. I thought he won another one, but I could be wrong. Maybe Larson, Byron did. No, Larson he did. has won. You're right. The first repeat winner was, like, what, Chastain, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so wins, the only repeat. Oh, William Byron does have two. So Chase Elliott has four wins. Ross, Chastain, Logano, Byron, Reddick, and Hamlin have two. And then everybody else that are in the playoffs right now has one. And Terrasante. So... Yeah. I mean, Larson's probably okay, but Bowman is pretty much the last guy. He's the last guy with points now. Like, mm-hmm. pretty close. Kurt Busch? He's right. Uh, yeah, Kurt Busch, I guess, is lower now. Kurt Busch is so basically three guys have to I hate win. How they, I hate how they do their standings on the website because it doesn't make yes. any sense. Yeah, you have to go click on points. But points don't really tell the whole story because you have guys up there that didn't win. Right, but you're talking about guys that are going to be knocked off on points. I don't know. That's why you should have a straight-up point system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Bowman's just ahead of Suarez, Cendric, Briscoe, and Kurt Busch. So, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think it was a good, good weekend for a lot of guys, but um, a bad weekend for... A lot of guys that really needed to do well here. There was a lot of guys that really, really needed to do well here and uh, did not do well. 
you know, you're looking at like Blaney's Harvick's. Yeah, Blaney was pissed. Suarez. <laughs> he went. I mean, he went and he went and turned Suarez after the checkered yeah, flag. I saw that. Yeah. And but I mean, because he was he was running well up there. He was the guy that he was trying to do the long run on the tires and everything, and he stayed up in the top five like all day and just got it completely taken away. Well, he he he's the one that also did. He turned Elliott on one restart when he was in the middle. I think he turned Chase Elliott the restart before he got turned. But at that point, wherever whether three, four wide, four deep, right, and everybody's just leaning on each other. Who's turning who? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the only one I could say that was the most egregious was definitely Joey Logano. So, He's oh, the one yeah, that started that was... the domino, and that was it. Then nobody was given any fucking inches. No, he was that one. The he rest was, of the night race, he was never making that turn. He was never. He had no intentions of ever making that turn. That was the, that was the, uh, the arc of break of the year right there. Damn, that's in the Cup Series too, which is sad, very sad. Um. Well, any any other takeaways from the Cup Series? We talked a little bit about the playoffs here. I mean, obviously, there's still two spots open. Five, four more races left to go. Blaney and Truex are still the last two and underneath the cutoff. Kevin Harvick is the odd man out right now, who was having another good run, and got wrecked. Uh, I think I know he was pretty pissed. Michigan, I think this is his week. I think it's Kevin Harvick's week. I think it's got to be his week, or he's not going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, because I mean, Richmond, Richmond, Watkins Glen. Daytona is going to be, it's tough. It's a t- that's it's tough to get a win, so it's got to be Michigan. I, I really think that's his last chance. Uh, and then it's a, put the put the pressure on Blaney and Truex, which I could I could see any one of those three winning in Michigan this week. This week, to be honest, um, I'm excited. I like Michigan. I think it's one it's one of my favorite tracks on the schedule. I think it's a pretty good race usually. So, and with the way the playoffs are, it should make it spicy. So, um, yeah, let's get into the Jeremy Zarfos photo of the week. This is it right here. You got, uh, Corey Haas. So you can see the flames at the bottom there. Yeah, I was going to say, I love the flames on that. That's awesome. Pretty awesome picture at Lincoln Speedway this past weekend. Um, where Freddie Raymer took the win. Um, yeah. Awesome photo by Jeremy. Always bringing the heat. We're going to get into talking some dirt here. Uh, and I want to start with the World of Outlaws. Um, they're at Weed Sport this past weekend. Two nights. Saturday, Sunday. Um, and... Saturday just got off the rails a little bit. Uh, Sheldon Hodden Shield. It's about ten to go or so in the in the forty lap feature. I think it was forty laps. Um, he was parked on in the infield of the track, and he nobody knows how we really got there. I guess no, nobody really knows. Uh, it's a mystery. He just appeared. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. Um, to me, it looks like he turned it in or if he did get spun whatever and he pulled it into the infield um and uh, so the outlaw officials didn't throw a yellow so he's parked in the infield not 
way off the track where he couldn't get hit. Like, pretty far off the track where nothing was going to happen to him. But some freak accident happened, yeah, he might get hit. But you could say that about anywhere in the infield, to be honest. Um, he's getting out. He got out of the car and was yelling at the track crew. Um, and then is walking along the front stretch. All during green flag here, David Gravel has like an eight and a half second lead. He walks out, he takes his helmet off, he's walking down the front stretch like this <laughs> during a, on a hot, right off a hot, hot track and throws his helmet onto the track to bring out a yellow because he didn't get a yellow. <laughs> and <there's> been, <laughs> it was a pretty wild sight. And for somebody like Sheldon, like, yeah, his dad was a wild child and all this shit, but Sheldon's been so mild-mannered his, his entire career. Very shocking to see this. Um, but the consp- all the other stuff that happened after it is just... There's so many conspiracy theories that the outlaws take care of everybody else except for Shod- Sheldon Hoddenshield, who, by the way, is the poster boy for the main series sponsor, NOS, sponsored by the same sponsor. The amount of time... Before I get into any of that... <laughs> You don't throw your helmet out onto a live track. That is so much more dangerous than not getting a yellow and sitting in the infield. Sorry about your luck, bud. When when he when the camera was on in that race, he was bouncing hard off the walls and all over the place. I wouldn't doubt if he broke something. And he was kind of a weapon out there, to be honest. He dropped back about five six spots at least, and he was he was struggling. So I'm sure that was probably in a. Uh, uh, attributed to his frustrations um but just you know and then you had his crew member flipping them off they're all pulled they're like grabbing the crew members and then telling them not to do anything and you know very frustrated i could understand but that it went to a whole new level and i don't know i'm just uh I'm very disappointed in him, to be honest, because that was probably one of the most dangerous things you could do other than just walk straight out onto the track, which he's pretty damn close to doing, to be honest. Uh, you know, I don't care how well, frustrated we are. To, I, saw the, I saw the clip of it, and my question is, it wasn't anything that happened in, like, 10 or 15 seconds. So, I mean, part of that is on the track. Like, this went on way I mean, they probably got three or four laps in while this whole thing was going it was, on. It was almost seven laps from the time he pulled into the infield. He got—he, I mean, he had to unbuckle and get out of his car, mm-hmm. which he could kind of do kind of quick in a sprint car. But, but you know, it was it was interesting. Uh, I don't There's know. A lot of questions. Lots of questions. Like, yeah, just I have a lot of questions, but from what I see. Sheldon's a dipshit. Like, that's just something you just don't do. I don't care how mad you are. You don't throw your helmet out onto a live track. Because what if that, that that helmet goes and hits a car? You are... Uh, that's... You no. don't know what, you don't know where it's going to go. Hell, it can even fly back and hit you in the head. He, he like, I'll give him credit. He only threw it barely onto the track. But, <laughs> I mean, once you let that go, you have no control of it anymore. And who knows what the fuck happens. It looked like he thought he was going to throw it a lot farther, though. Because, like, he... Yeah! I think that helmet was heavier than what he thought it was. Because he threw it, and I was like, man, he's throwing that at a car. And then I saw where it landed, and I was like, he barely made it on the track. These cars are going full speed down the front straightaway. That's, like, one of the fastest parts of the track. 
and for him to just throw his helmet out like that, I, just to get the officials' attention, just is is petty to me. I don't know. Uh, it's just way too dangerous, you know. Right. I would need, and there's still been no statements, right? Nothing from him. Nothing. nothing from no. Marshall. I, I saw, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, he has to get suspended. Oh, so there's has gonna be a fine, suspended. suspension, something yeah. has to be. The Absolutely haven't nothing. even acknowledged it. Nope. They raised and the they're just going to continue to clown show to, to to continue until somebody gets severely hurt or even worse killed. So, who, who was leading? Uh, David Gravel. Did he so, end up winning? He, luckily, but I mean, he had an eight and a half second lead. Yeah. Three laps to go. The caution comes out. He has to hold off Donnie shots on a restart, which he had a great start. He didn't really have to worry too much from our eyes, but I mean, that's still something. That's still something that doesn't – it doesn't jive, man. Like, it, it, if, if, if Gravel would have lost the race, I'm going back and I'm kicking that entire team's ass. You know right. what I mean? Right. right. Which apparently, they were almost – so, backstory, since you brought it in, this goes a couple weeks ago where that's the team that was in a fight with the rule official. The rule official who went in and pushed one of the guys Donnie out of Sh- the Donnie Schatz, as you remember, was in, in That the car fight. was there. And yeah, it was over that car. And – this happens. You have a crew member going ballistic in there, also, right? Yep. And then I want to know one. I want to know how his car got there. You know, Dirt Vision has it. They don't though, because nobody showed it. Just because they didn't show it doesn't mean I don't think have they it. have it. I don't think they have it. To me, it looks like he. And you know how it can be when you're watching a race and there's 24 cars out there and it's you know that was a long green flag run that was probably 25 laps or something like that he could have pulled off real quick and it could have looked like he just broke pulled into the infield and he's parking it you know what i mean that's what it could have looked like if you just catch the tail end of it if you don't see what happened regardless he's off the track not safe you know in in what the outlaws deemed to be in a safe spot to not bring out a yellow why would you want to affect the race for everybody else for a guy who is probably done for tonight? And even if he does get back out there, which is probably what he was upset about, he could probably still got back out there. You already lost 20 spots, dude. Just, like, whatever. Like, I don't want to hear your bitching and moaning. Uh, Jeremy over here saying, Sheldon didn't do a single thing correctly, then the officials made it worse by allowing him to walk his ass across the grass with nothing in between him and the cars. I agree with that last statement, but I kind of like the outlaw officials standing pat because they know he was throwing a little baby bitch fit. And they're like, no, we're not going to affect the race because you want to do this. But it was unsafe. I, I, do, I think at that point, until, until he threw the helmet out and they were kind of forced to do it, they were like, he's throwing a little baby bitch fit. We're not going to play into this. Let him do what he wants, even if it's unsafe, which... I kind of give him some credit to do him, but yeah, it's unsafe. They probably should have not yeah, let him do it. It was unsafe when they didn't chase him out there. No official yeah. went out with him. They're like, you know what? Nope, we're not going past this line. You're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. At that point, they probably should have done something, but I don't know. We'll see next week. We'll see uh, JZP out there just walking through the grass with his cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy can't even stand at the pit gate to take pictures. You're gonna let Sean walk across the freaking track? Come on! <laughs> and so, no statements, and then they go on and race Sunday night. Nothing's gonna happen. He's gonna get absolutely nothing. They and probably Sheldon had a race. talk. Sheldon race yeah. Sunday. Sheldon raced. Donnie shots one. 
Good for him. Donnie Shots did good win. Good for him. Brock had a great great run. Shout out shout out to Brock Sirfoss. Almost had a podium. Started second, finished fourth. Um David Gravel dominated that first night. But the Sheldon thing, man, it's still it it it's I'm still fired up about it just because it was just so stupid and you expect so much more from a guy that's supposed to represent your series not not just like represent a, the brand of your series but he, he's kind of like been and i've been saying it for a while and people disagree with me he's been their golden boy i mean he's their poster child of the of the series man like he's the guy that they show the most and and yeah it helps that he has the series sponsors backing him but he you know well, he used to. Who knows if he does now? Well, Ricky Stenhouse, who's the owner of that car, as soon as that happened, made the comment on Twitter, when does High Limit start, which is Kyle Larson's and Brad Sweet's new series that they're starting up. It's a midweek, high-money uh, series, which the Outlaws look at look as competition because they're not allowing any Outlaw driver, including one of the co-owners, and they're defending... Series champion, none of them are allowed to say anything about it, like on social media or anything. They're not allowed to talk about it, so they obviously they view it as competition. That's now the one just... that, yeah, that's the one Kyle Bush was talking about running in, right? Like he, uh... Kyle Bush. Yeah, there was a rumor that he's going to run that. I saw it last week. It was in Larson's you late know. night or something. Larson's late models or, uh, it's a sprint car thing. So. Okay. Um, but Kyle Busch did say about thinking about taking a year off and doing something like what Kyle Larson did and kind of doing something like that, which that would be cool He's to see. Not doing. No. Anyway, not. we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> but but the the high limit series is supposed to it starts in a couple of weeks actually, and then next year it'll be. I, I'm pretty sure their partner would flow. It's owned by Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet. And they're going to be racing for big money midweek. Kind of like uh, you have Castro, Castro. Race night in America. Uh, yeah, on Flow Racing, which is the late model version of it. They'll run for 50 grand on a Wednesday night out in Bumblefuck, wherever. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what Kyle Larson's trying to bring to the sprint car world because, you know, pay the man his money. You know, pay, pay, pay these guys their money. You know, the, the sprint cars, they don't get paid anywhere near what the late models get paid. And um, so it's it's cool to see. I'm a big fan of it. I'm I'm interested to see how it works. But the outlaws are telling their drivers not to talk about it. And you know, if you don't have the outlaws there, then you have basically just like that's incentive for guys. If you're not allowed to run it as a as an out, a full time outlaw, that gives you incentive to not run with the outlaw full time. Outlaws full time. You know what I mean? So. The Outlaws are in a weird place right now. They either need to embrace it or completely try to squash it, and I think they're going the latter. I think they're going to try to completely squash it, and I just don't think it's going to work for them. I think it's it going never to works out. Yeah, it never works out. I mean, it's on, I don't know if anybody follows it, but PGA and the LIV Tour is the exact same thing that's happening it's, right there. Exactly, exactly. And it sounds like World of Outlaws handling it the same exact way PGA, and it's completely blown up in their face. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll still get, you know, 90% of the outlaw races, you'll still have most of these drivers there. But I could see a couple of these drivers dropping off the platinum membership, not running for the points title. So they have the ability to go run for this other money. 
you know, because the, the All-Stars are bumping up their pay. They have some pretty decent p- paying races, including the Susquehanna 50. You got the Race Rodine race, which just paid 26000 which we're going to get to in a minute. You know, and, you know, then you have this high limit uh, series coming in. If they're paying fifty grand every night for a dozen nights a year, you know, I'm just guessing. We don't really know yet. But if I had to guess, it's probably going to be something like that. Shit, I'll go. I'll run Outlaws as much as I can, but then go run these, and I'll be a true Outlaw, kind of like what Brett Marks is doing, Geo Selzy, Rico Abreu, to an extent, even Brian Brown. You know, those guys. You know, they they kind of they they'll go travel to where the money is. So that's something. That's a problem the Outlaws have because if you're defending champion, and he might be three-time champion the way it's going, unless Gravel keeps coming. You know. If he's a co-owner of this, and he says, nah, you know, I won three titles. Casey Kane supports me. We're going to go do this series. I'll run with you guys. You guys do 96 races? Well, there's 12 races for my series, so I'll run with you guys like 80 times a year. That's a, that's a problem for the Outlaws, potentially. That's my rant. Sorry I ranted. Yep. <laughs> I think I think it's a it's, it's a lot of interesting stuff going on there, and the Sheldon thing ties all into it because the Outlaws have a problem. They got a problem. They got to fix it. And I think it's even worse that they didn't even they didn't no. acknowledge the problem, other than Johnny Gibson saying Sheldon Hanshield threw his helmet on the on on to the track, and that was the cause for the caution. Other than that, not one statement. And I, that's it's such a problem. It, well, it, they. they Again, like Jeremy said in the comments, like they didn't do anything allowing him to walk across the grass. If something would have happened, it would have been World of Outlaws. I mean, everybody would have been all over them. And, there, and that's that's the, I think that's what's really pissing me off so much about it is that there's no accountability for Sheldon right. with all these people. Uh, Sheldon Hanshield's mom was on Twitter and was like, if something would have happened to my son, it would have been the outlaws that were liable because they didn't throw a caution. And, you know, she was talking about how they play favorites, about how they let all these other guys rebuild their cars under yellow flag and, and this and that. I'm like, Sheld- I've seen Sheldon get all the time in the world this year and even past years to go change a tire, have 50 people helping rebuild this car. Don't tell me about there's a bias against Sheldon when, if anything, there's a bias towards Sheldon. But I don't think there's a bias at all. I think there's a bias just towards outlaw drivers, which is kind of cool if you're an outlaw driver because you want to know that your series that you're running is backing you. But to, to go out there and just start these conspiracy theories like that it, against the outlaws is just totally not fair, in my opinion. Sheldon number two totally, over. Sheldon could totally win me over if he just put a statement on Twitter like, hey, I was just looking for the concession stand. <laughs> Take some type of ownership over it. Like, say, you know what I did was stupid. It's heat of the moment, and I apologize. Nothing, though. Nothing from anybody. They don't even want to acknowledge that it happened, and that makes it even worse because we all know it happened. Chris, you're quiet over there. Do you have any opinion on this? Oh, you, uh, you covered it. You covered it, bud. <laughs> I don't think you should uh, throw things on the racetrack. That's yeah. my opinion. I mean, but if, if you do, at least get it on the racetrack. At least hit the car that you're mad at. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was trying to throw it to the tower. That wasn't gonna work. He yeah. was just trying. He was literally trying to bring out a caution. He's like, "Fine, fuck you. You're not gonna bring out a caution for me. Here's your caution with three to go." He 100 percent did the like the full gladiator. Like, are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you imagine I'm, if, like, National Open Dietrich does that? He's getting banned from every outlaw race. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's anybody else, and, and a lot of people are saying, well, if that was anybody else that spun into the infield, they're going to caution. Bullshit. Yeah, if it didn't I, I honestly, I honestly think the outlaws saw what I saw, and they saw a weapon out on the track who probably <laughs> was broken and pulled it into the infield. That's what I saw. But I don't know. Even Johnny hasn't said anything. What racing group's getting weird? Yeah, it, it's something's going on there. I think, and they ever since they're they really they're ever, since they the did the four, ever since they did the four wide song, it's all gone downhill, boys. A hundred percent. They sold out so much. It's ridiculous. I mean, they've always sold out, but. Yeah, they're they're really starting to ruin the series, to be honest, and I don't, I'm not here for it. And you know, if they they needed to take a stand, there. I mean, they banned Aaron Reitzel. They gave Aaron Reitzel a death penalty for using. Granted, you know, he he bent he uh, broke the rules, but I mean, you, you it's kind of like the Sean Watson thing. You give Aaron Reitzel like a a, a death penalty <laughs> last year for using a old chassis. And, but, you know, Sheldon Honshield always gets himself or somebody else killed and nothing, not even a word about it. It's just kind of wild. And they also, you know, they had their crew member almost kill somebody when they were working on Sheldon's car a couple of weeks ago and nothing about that either. So uh, uh, the, 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 the official thing where he tackled the crew member, I could see them dealing with that internally because he's not a public figure necessarily and he's their employee so i could see them dealing with that internally i'm fine with that uh the sheldon thing they got to do something about and i'm a little upset that they haven't done anything as of yet well i mean Clearly. there could be some relation to you know if it's you know like you said the main sponsor he's the sponsor you know there's plenty of marketing meetings probably still going on like how are we going to handle this how's the world of outlaws going to handle this yep. so and when one of your NASCAR driver owners is going out on Twitter saying, hey, when does this other series start? That's not a good look. you got to get in front of that. you got to try to control that narrative. And they're not even making an effort. Yeah, they straight up ignored it. I'm looking at uh, it now, yeah. Just... Yep. Nothing. Nothing. They continue on. Yep, they're just going to continue on and be like, all right. I do think if anything else happens from here on out, they got to do something. Because I could, the only reason I could see them not saying anything is just kind of like, all right, our, our official. Car. Yes, they feature his car every fucking night. Featuring it when they're pushing it out for the feature. They did it both nights. They featured his car. They do it all the time. They don't like him. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's the world against Sheldon Hanshield. It was just so wild seeing the, some of those things. It's like, if that was anybody else but Sheldon, what are you talking about? Sheldon gets the most preferential t- treatment in that series. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. But everybody, but because Sheldon's like the most, Sheldon is the Chase Elliott of that series. So you can't tell Chase Elliott fans anything. <laughs> that might be negative. So that's how Sheldon Hodgeshield fans are. And same way. And, uh, you know, I get it. Hey, blind loyalty, but fuck, man. I don't know. It's <laughs> just. And, uh, and even most Sean Hanshio fans would agree, like, hey, I don't condone what he did with throwing the helmet and all that. But the fact that the outlaw officials, I don't care. I don't care what you think about the outlaw officials. What Sheldon did was ten times worse than what the outlaw officials may or may not have done. End of story. That's my opinion. Rant three. I agree with Jimmy. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Nailed it. 
it was a uh, very very frustrating as a as a as a Dirk fan, and also you know we know you know I don't want to bring it up, but we know what happened with Tony Stewart, you know, and, and Kevin Ward, and you know we've lost some others to Rex and stuff like that. It's a very very dangerous sport, especially on a hot track. So he should know better, man. Like it's just it's frustrating to see. That's just dumb. You got to make a statement there. Well, I was to say, I mean, I don't know how, you know, I, I feel like, you know, like a hot track or a live track is, it should be the, you know, the same as like a gun range or something. Like there's a zero tolerance policy. Like, yes, it should, it, there should be no question. And the thing is, like, it, it is like that. It is. You're supposed to stay in your car until you've got the emergency vehicles there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Even I'm, even like the photographers, they could only go so far. And could ask Jeremy. Like there there's certain spots that you could shoot in. Certain, you know, they've got to make sure that they're safe and everything. It used to not be like that. Maybe ten years ago, you used to be able to stand right next to the track, but they don't allow that anymore. They've gotten better and better. A lot of these tracks gotten better and better with making it safer during green flag uh, action. And I don't know. Just to let Sheldon do that is just absolutely absurd. Um. Quick talk about the Outlaws, or the All-Stars. Uh, the Race Rudine Foundation race was at I-70. First night got rained out. The second night played, paid $26,000. And our very own PA Posse, Anthony Macri, goes and takes it down. His first win out outside of PA. Good for him. I was really happy for him. Um, hell he had a battle. Hell of a battle. Rico through lap traffic. Had to really hold off. Um some strong cars. Um, very impressive, to be honest. And uh, track he was never at before. And um, Something about that track. The PA guys run well there. Because I remember Brock really running there. R- running really well there when the Outlaws were there. That's where he got one of his concussions. But he ran really well there. He was like top three every night there. And, uh, you know, just some, maybe just because it's a half mile. But um, Did they ever say? That's one we were watching, right, Chris? Yeah. Did they ever say what happened to a brave? Because he just pulled just off. Broke. Yeah, I don't know. Broke. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember what happened to him. It looked like he was the only thing, only one that had anything for Macri. Right, and, and once Macri yeah. saw, once Rico got past him there, a few to go, and Macri kind of saw what he was doing, he ran him back down and blew his doors off and was gone. And then the caution came out. Yeah, Macri had to come, had to protect. I get. I think it was against Geo Selzy. One of the last restarts, he had yeah. to protect there, and he he really got on it. Uh, I was happy for him, you know. Um, and then they ran Knoxville the next night, and Rico wins. Rico got the win. Um, Rico's looking really strong going into a really important couple weeks here. Um, Knoxville's going to be the place to be the next two weeks, pretty much. Um, yeah, here in PA. Dream races, the Twin Twenties. Uh, you had D- Dylan Sisney make a last lap pass around the outside of three point three seconds in five laps. Yeah, around Lance Deweese, who pretty much led the entire first feature. Uh, it reminded me of when Brock was leading. Brock Zierfoss was leading the Labor Day Classic years ago when Dandy Dietrich just got around him in the last corner. It was very similar, uh, but this time. Deweese was behind some lap traffic, and that really helped open up the door for Sisney. And then they did an invert, and um, Danny Dietrich won the second feature. Pretty good race overall. 
Uh, track was pretty good. Uh, and then at Lincoln, uh, Chad Trout pretty much led the entire race. And then with about two to go, uh, Freddie Raymer got around and took down the win. Um, this week, I think it's just two regular shows there at Port Royal and Lincoln. And is it the Billy Kimmel at, Billy Kimmel at the Grove with uh, at the Grove? Eight match race, extra money on the line for those guys. So some good racing here. Brett Strickler, 410 debut. Yeah, Brett Strickler made, making his 410 debut. I think he, he was in the top 15. He made the feature. Um, Yeah, awesome race for him. Um, Coming up. So, yeah, we have those coming up this weekend. We also have at Bloomsburg, uh, $5 fan appreciation night. It's a USAC wingless 360s. Uh, we'll have the wing 305s. We got ARDC midgets, and we got four cylinders. So that should be pretty fun. Uh, five bucks only to get out there. How uh, rowdy do you think that's going to be? I don't think it'll be that rowdy. Oof. It's Bloomsburg. They're just trying to bring people out. I'll be rowdy. I'll definitely be rowdy. Um, but uh, it, it, I, I, for five bucks, you can't beat that. Um, you see a little bit of everything. And then on Saturday uh, at Sealands Grove, friend of the show, Alex Robinson, uh, announcer for Renegades of Dirt, will be in Sealands Grove with the tour. Uh, and they'll also have the USAC wingless 360s on deck, uh, as well as Roadrunners. So that should be, the weather's looking good this weekend. Maybe some thunderstorms. It's going to be hot, but normal PA August weather. Should be able to get both of those in. And hopefully good racing all around. And then the 360 Nationals start this weekend. Uh, the Kind of a little bit of a preview of the Knoxville Nationals, which will be next weekend. Uh, Kyle Larson's in it. Uh, there's a, the, the, uh, the entry list for the 360s is pretty impressive. It's a lot of who's going to be running 410s. Um, so pretty, pretty interesting about that. And also the World of Outlaws simultaneously will be at I-55, where they'll run their Ironman. 55 lap race i think that's where brent marks is going to be um so a lot of good racing this week before they we get into the biggest sprint car week of the year the capitani classic will be monday it's either sunday or monday that they do the capitani classic and then they'll do uh then they just get into knoxville week basically so we'll talk about that a little bit more next week um yeah Anything else you want to preview? You guys want to preview for dirt side or anything like that? You got nothing. Nothing. I know I kind of I ranted over that one. I apologize. No, it's fine. It was your time to shine, bud. You know we're here for you. <laughs> we are just your supporting cast, and you hit the nail on the head. Thank you. Are you the face of franchise? All over socials. There you go. I was just, I'm very passionate about it. I've been getting in arguments with people for the past, like, 48 hours over that. 48, you know. <laughs> Well, it I happened Saturday up, night. So, for reference, people, I wake up after a nice night of sleeping. Um, Which is what you're supposed to do at night. Right, most of the time. We don't do it very often, but when we do, we do it right. Get to work to 450 messages of nonsense fighting over Shelton, fighting over Danny Dietrich, fighting over Freddie Raymer fighting over Sheldon again. The Owl officials, Chase Elliott, four days straight. Chaos. Degen behavior. <laughs> and I'm here for it. It's just, it's a lot to read. It took me a solid 20 minutes to go back to the beginning. 
to see where it all started. I it's picked always the, just future fans, always. I picked the wrong week to unmute the chat. There, yeah. chat. <laughs> I picked the wrong, wrong yeah, week yeah, to yeah. unmute it got, it got a little wild. It got a little wild. It but great. it was, uh, it was basically me. me uh, apparently, I am the president. I found out. I found this out. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm like the biggest fan or anything, but apparently I'm the president of the Sheldon Hunt Shield Haters Club. So that, I found that one out. Should be on one of the first shirts when we start producing them. President of the Sheldon Hunt Shield. Oh, I'm 100% for that. Haters I'll get fl- I'll, I'll, Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll lose so many fans so quick. I don't think we'll lose fans. <laughs> nope, they'll be there fighting you. Josh and I will be there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, man, you um, got them. Maybe that's the maybe that's the way to go. Um, <laughs> let's get into some iRacing racing stuff. Speaking of posse, last night we had our own very own dream race at Twin Twenties at Port Royal. Um, your boy here was quick time. I started second, was running second for a good chunk of the race. Chunk of the race. And um, do you want to come clean? Oh, the like thirty-two laps. laps down. <laughs> okay, so eight laps in. I mean, it felt like a long time because we kept having cautions, but I was right there and got swallowed up, <laughs> hit hit the wall, junked my shit. Uh, Andy May took down the f- win number one. Congratulations to him. And then in uh, twin 20 number two, Jeremy Zarfo's taking it down, getting back to victory lane in the Posse League. So good for him. We go to Lernerville tomorrow night. Lernerville. And I think we're off Sunday, which we might be making up an outlaw feature, but we'll see. I'm always off on Sundays, but I shall be at Lernerville. Lernerville, I'm pretty excited about it. I think I'm, I'm still a one-track wonder at this point, but not the track you all expect. <laughs> um, and then Wednesday night, we have Full Throttle. Um, last week, who won? I can't remember who won. Hold on, I'm pulling William, uh, William Brown, Brown uh, right? William yeah. Brown. He was dominant. It was great. It was a great night. It was a very, very good competitive night. Only two yellows the whole night. One was just on the on the actual first cautions restart. And uh, good clean racing throughout the field. We had like 12 guys with 0x. We and had everybody good else. Do our team yeah. like, we were Turn fast. 2 Terribles. Team Turn, tur- team turn 2 Terribles yeah, was, um, was, was, was good. We were all in, running in the top 10 pretty strong. Me and yeah, Chris team. and... Josh Jeremy. and Jeremy. Jeremy we were, we, there was times we were running like third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So it was a uh, it was a good night overall. Between the Terribles and the Posse team. Yep. Our little stepchildren over there. Yep. And Jaden. And Jaden got a third. If David um, Smeal didn't uh, speed on pit road, he was probably winning the race, according to him. I don't <laughs> believe that. But... You know, I've heard that. It's like he would have won Daytona if he didn't record right. the cost. If if. This big thing didn't happen. I would have won. That's David Smeal every night. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um... he saved his tires really well. But, uh, yeah. So, you had William Brown win. Great for him. He was fast. He raced on me a lot early. Uh, he actually followed me to the front in that first run. Really good he led, speed. He led 66 laps. I mean, he, right. you know, he pretty much dominated. Once he got there, he was gone. And then Jeremy, like, BP, a good old friend there. Presley, he's BP. The round for us there at the end. That was good. Great night. Looking forward to this week. Yeah, we Wednesday had, night. Oh, we Josh, had right. sorry, we had four cars in the top five. Yee, six in the top ten. Yee, 
the only one that didn't get top 10 is Smeor, correct? Actually, yep. Yeah. Yep. There is a very weak link in our chain. You better be doing pit road practice right now. Um, this week we go to Richmond. That's what we'll be practicing right after this. So, um, shouts out to Robbie Bison, that whole crew over there. I know Stan Mayberry just subscribed to the channel. Thank you very much. Let's go. Uh, Thanks, Stan. Um, they all help. They all run a pretty good league over there. It's a lot of no bullshit, just good, fun, clean racing. When we were done in like an hour and a half, it was great. It was like perfect. So, shout out to them. Definitely fun time. Looking forward to tomorrow on Wednesday night. And we're going to end it off with a new segment that we're going to try out here. We don't know what to call it yet, but you kind of know the drill. So, what we need before we get into this is we need all your help. To come up with the name for this segment, we got a couple different names. We got, um, let's see here. Go back to look at some of the fucking stupid things that we were saying. I said next gen or D-gen. Um, the one, poor Smeal. Nobody ever said that. FDS. <laughs> FDS, 100%. Um, what were some of the other names, damn it? Uh, uh, drink it up, pour it out, whatever Smeal said. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find. Let's qualify that one. He said, drink it or dump it. I like drink it or dump it. Um, like rip the top or roll the bottom, throttle up, throttle down, upshift, downshift. Basically, what we're going to do is we're just going to do a quick round table. I like good yeah. or bad. Give me one. <laughs> if you Basically, good or bad. You've got to come up with a cool name or something, though. But just give, we're going to go around, give me one good thing from this weekend that you saw, driver, anything, and give me one bad award. It's like, you fucked up, bro, type of award. You have to go first here. I got to go first. (laughs) I I, I know where you're going. $100 says I know what his bad is. And I also know probably what his good is. Go ahead. You don't know what my good is. My bad. I know what my good is. My good? My good is Chris Busher. That motherfucker was on fire in his cockpit, went two laps down, still finished his 10th. That was awesome. It's, it was great. Like, I, I, I thought he was done. He was in pits. Uh, I guess his rocker box caught on fire. They're there spraying. His whole car is covered in uh, the fire extinguishers, dust and everything like that. He goes back out. He finishes 10th. He had a he had a car that could have maybe have won. He was he was very very strong. He's been really really good at road courses. Um, for him to go back out there and still finish tenth is just that was phenomenal to me. He helped my DraftKings out for sure. Yeah, for sure. And my bad is I don't need to go too far into it, but Shilton Han Shield, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I didn't see. It. Never <laughs> saw that one coming. <laughs> fuck Shilton Han Shield, stupid asshole. I'm the president of the club <laughs> come come find me you you know where to find me i'll be at port royal turn to actually see i'll be at ceiling's grip this saturday with our with our boy alex robinson but you'll know where to find me you can find me if you want to find me just hit me on our socials and and you can come talk to me about it if you want he won't leave have your, any backup either so you can leave your helmet i don't need backup David Salter over here saying with the dry cam, surprised he was still able to breathe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was engulfed. Yeah. He they could not how he see. Was doing. 
Yeah, like, and can't it, see. Like, oh, that okay. that was one of the most badass performances I've seen. I thought he was because when I saw him running later in the race, I'm like, I thought for sure as soon as I saw the car on fire because you see that type of stuff in like F1 and stuff all the time. Like as soon as something like that happens, they're done for the race. And they're parking it. Usually that would be the case even with a NASCAR, you know, but still able to keep going. Uh, which one do you guys want to go next? Josh. Josh, let's go, Josh. All right. We already talked about it. My bad. It's Joe Logano. Mm-hmm. Just, I think he, he kind of set the tone for the end of those races, and it was just, I mean, it was, he's one of the veterans, and he's got to be able to teach these guys how to race people with respect, and if he's going to drive like that, he's just setting himself up for many years of getting driven like that. So, I mean, it's Joe Logano, so he's used to it, but. Yeah. He's always my good. My good. Cody Ware. Oh, boy. Managed to, managed to not hit everything on the track. Have you seen that video? <laughs> canopy, that canopy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually true. missed something on a track. <laughs> well played. Shouts out, Cody Ware. <laughs> Cheers to Cody Ware. Honorable mention to Todd Gillian. Hell of a finish, top yeah. five. That's that that whole that top team. ten was like every single person in the top ten. I was like, good for them. You know what I mean? Like, that was That was pretty good. Chris, hit us with Chris, it. The good's got to be Bubba Wallace. First top 10 on a road course. Third straight top five, thanks to Ross Chastain's little uh, excursion. <laughs> um, third straight top five, right? I think it is, or third straight top 10? Third straight top 10. He finished eighth at Pocono. So building momentum, he needed that. That team needed that after I mean, a year and a half into it. They're starting that to team's not... becoming a threat that if they win a, win a race here. Right, and even if they don't, they're going to win a race. I think they can win a race, maybe not before the playoffs, but by the end of the season, and I think they're setting up well for next year. They're finally figuring things out. So, and on the road course, of all places, where usually you think of, and it, not even that they finished there, obviously it was a top every race, but you didn't even see them involved. Usually you see them spinning out somewhere. He had one little incident that wasn't really even his fault. Um, usually he's chaos all day on a road course <laughs> or broken like he had like sonoma i think he blew up in the first two laps i mean he, he he didn't get away scot-free like he no, was but, in the grass and no, stuff just, like but everybody was so it helped it, was, it wasn't his normal we're like oh god what's he doing now right so definitely progress for him so good on him progress shuts up bubba bad it's... i don't know what i don't know about bad here i'm not taking come it. on you like I'm to be negative it. let's go I'm not that negative. <laughs> I don't know who I want to be negative on here. Honorable mention, Ty Gibbs. Well, I'm going to drink to Bubba Wallace. Salter said his top was AJ hanging in there. That's a good Hell one. Hell yeah, AJ, that was a good like, one. I, he probably straight car, up had a heat stroke. That in-car camera of him on that last like restart, like he, he, he was dying. Well. Like, no, it he, was, <laughs> he was that, that. He went to go take a sip of his drink, and then the... Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> was yeah. just that was so. Cheers to AJ Allmendinger. Yeah, I can't use roster change my bad because it was hyper impressive that he did not wreck Charlie Reddick there. So I guess the bad. The know. FDS, a terrible. You know the being the anchor <laughs> of our team right now. I mean that's true. That's true. David Salter. Don't want to wreck me. David Salter, what was your bad? person of the week once we figure out a cool slogan for this bad person of the week who was your bad person of the week he gave <laughs> us he gave us AJS's top 
Who, who? So who's your who's your bad person, Chris? I don't know. I'm, I don't, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of bad people in the world, man. <laughs> um, oh, I know who it is. Two, Ferrari. Oh, now you got all two of them. them. Yeah. All Ferrari and John Hunter Nemechek. I had it earlier. Forgot oh, about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Nemo yeah. is going in there like a dick. Nemechek was the one I had in my head, but I forgot. Ferrari, they deserve it too. So they both get it. Both DJs. Yeah, I All forgot about Nima check. That's a good one too. Yeah, that is a good one. I like that. I think we should call it. Yep. I I, I, I like I like the the drink it or dump it. I like because I think uh, you should pour one out for the homies. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was kind of thinking like oh, yeah, dump one out. Pour it out. Yep. Also, but I'll pour it out, it out, out, out in my mouth. <laughs> You're not gonna be here far. next week. I told you I'm on vacation next week. No Williams Grove. No Prackybo. No Vegas. Yeah, what Salter said, whoever read Harvick, all five of them people are dead. Yeah, I felt bad for Harvick, man. All five he had of another those. one. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do a, a poor one out for uh, Ryan Blaney. I know that's kind of not part of this, but like I felt bad for him, man. He just ran top five all, all, all race and got dumped. But yeah, Kevin Harvick, too. I think he said something. He's like... Yeah. Tell me everyone that was in that wreck. I'm gonna go <laughs> fight him. Basically, all. he's basically <laughs> what he was. Basically what he's saying. I can tell you this: he will act on it at some point down the year. Just boom, see oh yeah, he's gonna have to at some point too. You know what I mean? If he wants to get he in the playoffs, well, even if he doesn't, he's gonna have nothing theory. left to lose. So you might as well just go for it. At, at one point, the Blaney Dinger restart when they were Dinger was two, Blaney was like three or four. Our DraftKings, I was winning it, and I had four out of the top five cars. I was like, "This is it! I got this thing nailed." I finished dead last, yep. and my highest finishing was Todd Gillen, and Chris comes <laughs> out of nowhere. Right, I thought I was toast whenever Busher was on fire, freaking Chastain got wrecked, and and like all these things happening. Like, I'm done, and I looked like that night. I got an email that I had won something. I was like, "Get the hell out of here!" <laughs> I had a, I had, I was having, I think I was leading the DraftKings until the Larson thing. David Salter, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Thank you all for hanging out with us. If you're listening to this after, please like and subscribe. Come hang out with us on the live stream. Give us a drop in the comments what you think we should, uh, should call this segment, and also give us your good and your bad. Who are you drinking it up and who are you dumping it out for? Uh, leave them in the comments, guys. Well, I guess, Josh, we're going to have to find a replacement for Chris next week. I might, I might know a guy. Might I might know a couple guys. Mm. Maybe I'll call in. Well, no, it's call okay. In. We don't need no, you I mean, that bad. I, I may call in the show. not be on the show. Do a daily. Yeah, do it. We'll see. We'll see what Monday looks like. Let's move in day to new place. New camp. Oh, Gaia. Gaia. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, like I said, please like and subscribe and all that cool stuff that these cool kids say. But drop some comments. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, things you like and don't like about the podcast. What you guys think we should call that segment. Give us your good and your bad from the week. We want to hear from you guys. Till next time, though, until next week, stay tuned.